Welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Eckel Camp. Today on the podcast, we have ARA's Senior Vice President of Public Policy and Council, Richard Gupton. Richard, welcome back to the podcast. Always great to be with you, Margie. So in late September, we had some movement regarding the seasonal ag CDL. Tell us what went into effect immediately when this federal change was made. Well, as you mentioned, um, just uh, recently, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration put as in a final rule, uh, changes to the seasonal ag CDL program where basically the, the existing program had been 180 days. It's now goes to 210 days. It provides an additional 30 days of flexibility for our members when there's, you know, changes in seasons, the timing, the, again, they'll able to hire those drivers that are going to be desperately needed to move product in a timely way. The other thing is um, it, it goes now by calendar year. So the 12 month window to, that they look at for the, for those 210 days is January 1 through December 31st. So you're not having an overlap from year to year where you may, you know, cause it's cause of the weather, the season you can start earlier. And our members had been prevented from hiring those drivers. This will provide a little bit more flexibility by looking at the calendar year versus overlapping a previous year. So we, we view it as better late than never than they're issuing this final rule because it was in the bipartisan infrastructure uh, bill that passed by Congress last year. Um, so uh, several months after the fact, but we're glad they finally took that step and we're hopeful it's enough time for the states agencies. There's about 24 states that have um, allowed for this program to make those changes before the 2023 um, season. Richard, I was just going to ask about that. So this is a federal rule, but we also have state regulations. So reconcile that for our audience and what, what the differences are and what's important for them to understand. Yeah. What's important is, again, it's a federal uh, regulation. It's a federal program, um, but the states have the option of, of utilizing that program, these seasonal like CDL drivers or not. And right now, about half, half the states, 24 states, allow for these seasonal drivers to be hired, um, you know, whether it's farmers or, or retirees or others that, you know, somebody in college, for example, or that, that wants looking for part-time work to, to supplement the existing employees and drivers that are needed during these peak times of year uh, for our retail members. So that's, uh, that's an important thing. And the states have to implement these changes at the state level. And so some may be quicker than others. Uh, we're engaging with our members and we've notified them, but as well as the state agribusiness associations. Um, and I know several of them have already weighed in with their state agencies and, and state lawmakers to try to get those changes in place um, before the 2023 season. Um, so it may take some time depending on which state your uh, business operations are located in. Yeah, Richard, I mean, you talk to retailers all the time as well, and they say things like CDLs are the, the lifeblood of us being able to serve customers. And I was just at an ag retailer this week, and I was talking to the location manager, and he said, I've had my CDL for years. I don't really have to use it in my current role, but I'm never going to let it lapse. It is just one of those things, a tool that I always want to have in my back pocket when needed. So what is ARA hearing from members in regards to 
hopefully other future actions to help them fill out these roles and serve farmers with qualified available drivers? Yeah, well, the other thing is there is a current pilot program for younger drivers, 18 to 20 years old. Um, it's capped at 3,000 drivers, unfortunately. So if members have not signed up for this pilot program through, again, the FMCSA, we would encourage them to do that because they need the data um, to show that it is safe to hire these drivers. You know, every state, pretty much in the uh, the 48 contiguous states, for intrastate driving, you can be 18 years old. Uh, it's just if they're considered interstate commerce, they have to be 21. And this pilot program will help. We think the additional days for the seasonal drivers will also help. Um, we think a more robust, there's a bill called the Drive Safe Act that Senator Young of Indiana has. Uh, we will continue to support that bill. It's a broader program for younger drivers and would, I think, uh, have be more beneficial to the ag sector. So we're going to continue to try to work with the agencies and Congress to, to uh, see how we can get more drivers. The other thing I will mention is a kind of a barrier to entry and cost is the entry-level driver training program that went into effect. Um, and so that's something that Congress is looking at to provide some relief for the ag sector. And Senator Mike Rounds, a Republican of South Dakota, has introduced a bill with several other senators to exempt the ag sector. Uh, similar to the sectors listed under the seasonal ag CDL, ag retailers would be exempted under that proposal. It's something we support because uh, it costs between six, between six to $8,000 uh, to train these new drivers under these regulatory requirements. Um, and so that's a big cost uh, on the industry. Um, and also, if you're somebody looking to try to get your CDL, if you're having to foot that bill yourself and aren't having a potential employer pay for it, you know, just think how much more difficult that becomes to uh, as a barrier to entry, really, to become a commercial driver. So those are the things we're working on to try to uh, address that aspect of, of really the what's impact of the supply chain problems uh, in the U.S. When that, just as an aside and an anecdote, when that entry-level program was introduced, a colleague had done some reporting on it for agweb.com, and by far, that was the top hottest story because you had a lot of farmers and ranchers, exactly like what you were talking to, self-employed folks who don't necessarily have an employer who can offset some of that cost, who need the CDL for their business. So interesting to see that exemption for ag and where it's headed. We are talking to ARA's Richard Gupton, and we will be right back to talk about some policies to watch and regulations to watch in the coming weeks after this quick commercial break. In farming, you don't do anything halfway because only putting in half the effort yields only half the reward. Protobate Nutritional Seed Enhancer from Koch Agronomic Services is a dual-purpose solution that gives young crops early season nutrients while helping with seed flow ability. And with three formulations, you'll find a solution for your crop and application needs. Plant smarter with Protobate. To get started, contact your KAS representative or local ag retailer or visit getgreatergrowth.com.
And we're back on the Scoop podcast, joined by Richard Gupton from the Agricultural Retailers Association. So Richard, we talked about what was coming down, like you said, that better late than never of reform from the Federal Motor Carry Safety Administration. We talk a lot too about how ag retailers are regulated and have interaction with a lot of different government agencies because just because of the products and services they provide. So just a quick update from you as far as what is going on with EPA and some top things that ag retailers should be aware of. Yeah. One of the big things that EPA is there, they have a regulations that impacts our members called the risk management plan or program. If you're having products like anhydrous ammonia, uh, they are currently uh, uh, open for public comment to change, make changes to that program. Uh, we believe it's unnecessary. Our industry continues to operate uh, safer each and every day. They you know, try to comply with the regulations or, or it has a strong safety, uh, good safety record related to this RMP program. And that, that data is borne out from the Responsible Ag Program for example, when they're doing these audits of these facilities. So the things they want to have um, included, and it doesn't include uh, ag retail facilities right now, but they um, there's advocate groups that are trying to expand the, what they call the inherently safer technology or safer technology assessments at these facilities. The big focus is on the attack in the oil and gas industry right now and chemical manufacturers. All, you know, all the cost of goods will go up for consumers with their costs. And, but there's been efforts to try to expand that to other facilities, including potentially the ag retail facility. So ammonia is a basic building block for nitrogen fertilizer. Anise ammonia is a critical uh, product for corn production. And we try to explain to them, look, if you impose those types of assessments and are pushing our industry with additional regulatory costs, you're going to have to use three times the amount of nitrogen fertilizer to make up for anhydrous. Um, and you talk about supply chain costs right now for fertilizer costs for farmers. It'll go through the roof and, and, and you're looking at a global food crisis because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Just look out if we're having another um, stress on available fertilizer for production agriculture, what's going to happen. There's other things in there that um, we think will make the information secured at facilities less secure. Um, and, and other kind of requirements will just increase the cost of these facilities and it'll force, uh, again, that product to go out of the marketplace or facilities to shut down. Uh, this All it's going to do is increase costs for farmers and, and consumers at the end of the day for, for the cost of their food at the stores. Wow. So big implications to watch for. Now, another uh, issue that was a, a real big issue, what, six years ago, but is back with some updates would be process safety management from OSHA. Can you provide an update there? Yeah, it's kind of like Count Dracula, right? You know, it's like we talked about. It's, just, it's another thing that just keeps rising from the dead. Uh, they're looking at potential changes to the process safety management program. They're having a request for information. I'm participating in a public hearing on October 12th um, and also engaged with the Small Business Administration uh, to try on this issue. And so they're looking at potentially changing the retail definition. That's one of the things. And the same with EPA's RMP. They're, they're, that's something they're looking at. Um, and because when we had this litigation before, there's a retail exemption from the process safety managed regulations. We won in court um, going back during the Obama administration. And so they're, they're re-looking at that issue, potentially going to do regulatory changes. 
um, add ag retail facilities. Um, and so that's something what we're heavily engaged in. But we're, our members are not manufacturers. They're not a manufacturing site. Um, there are already storage and handling regulations for anhydrous ammonia and ammonium nitrate fertilizer, if that's something they're looking at. And that's that. Th those are the most appropriate regulatory uh, um, requirements that need to be updated if they're looking at improving any safety measures is the storage and handling regulations for anhydrous ammonia, storage and handling regulations for ammonium nitrate fertilizer. They already exist. If they, they, they're concerned about safety, they need to update, the, update those and not ag reta add agri agricultural retailers to the uh, PSM program. So Richard, you've given us a lot to think about, and we also have an opportunity to, to join together as an industry here in person at the end of November. So just for folks who may not have registered already for ARA's annual conference and expo, what can you share? Yeah, we've got, it's the, it's, uh, our annual meeting is taking place in San Diego, California. Um, the last uh, week of uh, November, the first uh, part of December. Uh, so we encourage the retail members and others to, to sign up to attend. Uh, some great programs, great speakers in place. You can go to the ARADC.org website, learn more about our conference. Uh, we also have this great network, networking opportunity uh, to see what uh, other retailers and how they're being impacted across the country and well as visiting with supplier members. So it's, uh, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's great to, for the uh, second year to be back in person again. Um, and we think uh, we're excited about, about that opportunity to visit with members and, and for our annual meeting. And it's, again, it's also in, if you're in the middle of December in the Midwest, uh, when, maybe in the middle of winter time, you probably have some time, you come to sunny California for our meeting. We also have a golf event at Torrey Pines, which is an iconic golf course. Um, so some uh, so have some fun along with uh, great uh, business opportunities as well. Now, I uh, am looking forward to being there and working on a presentation with the folks at Aimpoint Research talking about the farmer of the future and the retailer of the future. So a great opportunity for us to network and come together and talk about what direction the industry is heading in and how it best serves farmers. So that is ARA's Richard Gupton. Richard, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Excellent. So if folks want to learn more, they can go to aradc.org. And for now, I'm The Scoops editor, Margie Echelkamp. Until we are back on the podcast, I hope you have a safe and productive season.